0: Hello, my name is Chris. My name is Jason. And I am (laughs) Avato. And this is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV series, The Walking Dead. Thanks, everybody, for joining us once again on The Talking Dead. This is episode number 24 for the 27th of September, 2010. It is wonderful to be here, and uh, it's wonderful that all three of us are here once again. Jason and Dave, welcome wonderful, to the show.
1: Wonderful, wonderful. Chris, you look good tonight.
0: Well, thank you, thank you.
1: Dave, you're looking good, too, actually. I see you on Skype, but you can't see us, so uh, I think you I just good.
0: assume you're handsome guys, so... Right. Well, that's not a safe assumption. No, it's not Steve. <laughs> um, so it's, it's fun to be here. It's good. It's the first time in a few weeks we haven't had um, a- another guest other than Dave. <laughs> well, you, you don't want to say
1: special guest because the first time we didn't have a special guest, but Dave's a special guest.
0: No, he is, but he's, he's part of the program as well, so it's good. Well, my mom thinks I'm special. Oh, yeah, I'm sure yeah. my kids think I'm special. <laughs> as long now, as they do, that's all. Till they
1: important. turn 16 and they hate me. What about your wife?
0: She already <laughs> hates me. She, she thinks you're all right. She thinks you're all right. Um, but speaking of guests, uh, I just wanted to, to recap what we've been doing on this show for the last uh, few weeks. And uh, if there's any new listeners, you know, just let you know that you should probably go back and check out some of our uh, past few episodes because there's lots of good stuff. Um, three weeks ago, we had Jason McDonald on, who is the creator of the Walking Dead annotated Google Map. Very exciting. That was fun to chat with him about how he how he created that and found all the locations and so on. Um two weeks ago we had famed internet podcaster Scott Johnson on of the Frog Pants Studios Network, who is just a huge fan of The Walking Dead, so it was fun to have him on and just chat about it a little bit as Mm -hmm. fans. Well chat. And then last week we had Melissa Cowan on, who actually plays a role in the tv show she plays bicycle girl who you've seen in the trailers and a lot of the promotional material so she was a lot of fun to have on too and just get a little bit of an inside look at the filming and the casting process and stuff like that so if you're a new listener i suggest you go back and listen to those things uh there's lots of good stuff there and also thanks for listening it's nice to have everybody out there tuning in um as I said before, we probably would do this if nobody listened, but it's nice to know that people are out there. It is nice. Oh, we kind of did for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been podcasting for a long time with nobody listening, but that's just fine.
1: Yeah, that's that's a whole other thing.
0: <laughs> a whole other thing. <laughs> um, before we get into the news today, there's a couple of other things I want to mention. The first is uh, roamersandlurkers.com is a new uh, forum dedicated to The Walking Dead, so you can go check out romersandlurkers.com to chat about the show and the comic. Uh, there's lots of good stuff going on over there. Jason, you've posted over there, I think. Oh yeah, a few times. Good. Um, it's run by a guy named Robert, so Rob. Good job. I hope you go by Rob because it's <laughs> Rob. Good job, Rob. Um, or you can say good job with Robert. I could do that. <laughs> good
1: job or Robert.
0: <laughs> Nice. If you still wanted to rhyme as all yeah, well rhyming's important. Rhyming is important. <laughs> um I also need to mention the Walking Dead Podcast Network. Now, this is something that started um a couple of months ago already that we are a part of and that I have neglected to properly talk about on the program. Um, but it started uh by a guy named Jordan, and he contacted us because he wanted to get a few of the Walking Dead podcasts together create a forum and just get a place for fans to hang out and discover each other's shows and stuff like that. So we're a part of it. Also the walking dead, uh, the walking dead cast is in there and Jordan's own show, the walking dead TV podcast. You can find out about all of those at forumforgeeks.com. We have our own forum over there. The episodes are posted and I highly recommend you check out everybody else's show. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Um all right. With that all said, let's get into the news for this news. week. <laughs>
1: should I
0: should I do that too? <laughs> well of course. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> do it. Do it too cool I'll for Chris. Quarter. Yeah, well I that's why I got you losers.
2: You <laughs> email money transfer you a quarter. You can't do that. It's a minimum of two dollars, I think.
0: Well they'll charge me two dollars, but you'll only get a quarter. And my minimum is twenty. <laughs> um, all right. We haven't done it in a while, but let's do a casting update from the IMDB. We've got three new cast members listed. First of all, Christoph Vogt or Voigt. Vought. Vogt. V-O-G-T. Vogt. Vogt. Sounds German. Uh, he plays a zombie. Well, Christoph. Yeah. That,
1: that's German. Not necessarily. No. Could be. Well, Christoph Vogt? Christopherson? isn't German, is he? I don't think so. It's not Christopher. It's Christoph.
0: <laughs> yes, Person. it is. Christopherson. He plays a zombie in three episodes. Now, the interesting thing here is that it's spelled Z O M B I, not Z O M B I E. I think it's probably I think it's he's an Italian zombie. I think it's a typo.
1: I think he's in a band called Zombie.
0: So, okay, why not? Really?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's the zombie. A few it, different theories. It's a zombie band uh, in the pilot <laughs> from a flashback. <laughs> That's what I think.
0: Well, you're just you're <laughs> you're on you're all on top of things. Yeah. Uh we've got Joe Giles or Giles as black-suited zombie. Now, this is a guy I'm pretty sure we've seen in uh some of the footage. I think so. Is it the guy that's in every shot? Yeah, I think that's him. I mean, he's wearing well, a black suit. Shot, but... He's in a lot of it though. Yeah. And yeah. he's got the black suit on, so that's probably him um you know, unless he's somebody sort of known that I don't know about, but um, could be Joe Joe Giles. I like Giles. the sound of Joe Giles. I like Giles. Joe Giles. I like Jay Giles. 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 Yeah, rhymes with Miles. It does too. <laughs> Speaking of rhyming, Miles. <laughs> um, finally, we have Cody Rowlett as Zombie. No more information about Cody. That's the casting update. Some more information, or some more interesting news from the IMDb. They've changed the episode titles That's that they weird. have listed, and they've listed the actual air dates. That's good. Yes, weird and good. So, so go ahead, Dave. I have
2: a question. Yep. Um, have they have they changed the episodes or just moved them around?
0: No, uh, no them they, or completely changed all the names. Completely changed the names. Huh. So, either the ones we reported on last month were uh, not real, or these are not real. Or none of them are real. (laughs) Or none of them are real. But I'm going to read them anyways. And the first one is Days Gone By. Hmm. Now, obviously, that is the same name as one of the trade paperbacks. It is. The first one? It is. So, that, that makes a lot of sense, right? If we're going to have, well, we're not going to have the entire trade paperback first one in the first episode but i suppose they could use the name the second episode is called guts and it's supposed to air on november 7th oh look at that dave aren't you clever you've got days gone by right there if only only this was a live show yeah reference reference
1: material baby reference to a visual that uh, we can't show the listeners that's fantastic
0: (laughs) that's okay um so second one is guts and it says it's on November 7th, which is the week after the premiere. Excellent. I have a visual for that. The third one is Tell It to the Frogs on November 14th. Any thoughts on what Tell It to the Frogs might mean?
2: Um, ribbit? I don't know, but I'm curious to see what they'll uh, call it in
0: France. <laughs> Tell it to the Yanks, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, episode number four is called Vatos. 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 Um and of course hey, how do you pronounce that again? Of course we all know what that means.
1: Hey Vato, man, check your mail.
0: So they obviously run into the uh the Vatos gang members in uh episode number four. Yes. And that of course is a new storyline that we really know nothing about. That'll be cool. That will be cool. Episode number five, airing on November twenty eighth, is Wildfire. That's a good name. It is a good name. You know, could mean anything though. Well, I mean it could be a fire. <laughs> Thanks. Gone wild. So don't know anything there. And then probably the most cryptic is the sixth episode on December 5th, according to the IMDb, and it's called TS-19.
1: Well, that's obviously when they meet the Terminators.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: How
2: did I not remember that?
0: (laughs) That might be a reference to the prison. Well, TS-19, like cell block. Yeah? You know, I I did a Google search for TS-19 in case it it was a reference to something out there. Didn't Mm -hmm. come up with anything.
1: Hmm.
0: a a grid reference on a grid maybe
1: could be grid reference yeah well that's usually one letter and a number though it's not really it's like f12 or f14 or something like that it's not usually t s it's a big gotta be a big friggin grid for that really
0: big grid yeah you've had to go through (laughs) the the alphabet a number of times Atlanta's kind of big well atlanta is big sector ts19 i don't know who knows dave i like your theory about the prison though that didn't occur to me but yeah that could be a code for a prison cell or a a, a cell block or anything in a in a, yep. in a jail
1: well ps19 would be public school 19 so ts19 would be um, t school mm, t school No, maybe could be the reference of a, a of a prison for sure like just a prison number
0: yeah
2: we should uh, get everybody to post their ideas on the on the site and then whoever wins gets
0: bra- bragging rights if anybody knows what TS nineteen means, uh, if anyone works in the uh TS nineteen in, in, the incarceration industry, no, is that prison, what it's called? The prison system. The prison system, there we go. I like mine better. The incarceration industry. Yeah. Or you know, <laughs> happens to spend a lot of time in the prison system. True. If you that's happen right. to be there a lot, let us know uh what TS nineteen might mean. Wait, that's that that's
1: that's a good question. Can you listen to podcasts in prison? Um, this is a fear I have. If I ever have to go to prison, my biggest fear is that I wouldn't get the internet.
0: Well, no, I don't think you get the internet in prison. That's one of the rights you give up by becoming a criminal and going to jail. I think that's, that's it's too I bad. think
1: it's super fast.
0: Like the right to take a crap in private and your freedom and the internet.
1: Well, I mean, can I get podcasts? Is there, like, you can have a CD player of some kind. I, I assume that somehow I could get an MP3 player and sync it up to uh, a supervised computer of some kind and get
0: podcasts. I don't know. If anybody's listening from jail, let us know. If you get the internet. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> if not, it's all moot. Uh, so there we go. Um, new episode titles and air dates again. The air dates, I think, are probably pretty likely. Uh, but the episode titles, really, who knows? Who
1: knows? <laughs> it's all a disinformation campaign.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, the next news I have here is probably the most exciting news of the week. AMC released what is known as a sizzle reel for The Walking Dead. Now, I'm not sure if that's an official industry term or if that's just what the internet calls it, but it I've sounds like this- term before
1: well there is a uh, a sales term sell the sizzle not the steak right so there could be a sizzle reel just to get people excited get them get them uh, really wanting and hyped to uh, watch the show
0: well if that's what it's supposed to do i think it was successful because i was blown away by it yeah it got Confession. you excited
1: like you weren't sold before right well uh,
0: there's there's a reason i do this podcast <laughs> yeah but, uh it it, I haven't watched it it enhanced my uh, excitement dave you haven't watched it
1: I am resisting with every fiber of my being to watch it. You know, Dave, I think you have a point there. Uh, one of the points I wanted to bring up about this sizzle, sizzle reel is that uh, I'm a little worried that they showed too much. I mean, I was excited about the show already, and with the footage that was out there, but this, uh, you know, some of the some of the scenes that they showed in this uh, in this reel, I, I think may have crossed a little bit of a line. I think they really? showed just a little bit too much. I don't like those trailers that show the entire movie. Yep. Right? So I think this... Well, what's
2: worse is, is they cut the trailer, and then they uh, they cut the scenes from the trailer out of the movie. Oh, that, so you yeah. Spend time that's that's bad, too. Movie, you spend time watching the movie waiting for the scene that never happens. That happened in Iron Man 2.
0: I don't actually mind that too much. If they shoot scenes just for the trailer that sort of yeah. fit the oh, tone they... or whatever, then it can work for me. But uh, in this sizzle reel, I don't think we get anything that's not in the show.
1: No, but they also point to. I really uh, want to see. Sorry, go ahead. uh, They point to things that happen in in the comic books and in in the shows that, uh, you know, the casual viewer would not have known about already. Like you have your, I don't know if we want to go through the list, but uh, there's a lot in there that we didn't see in previous footage, and it uh, kind of points out a lot of the major plot lines that are going to happen in the first few episodes. I did. uh, I did read a little bit about what they showed.
2: And although I know what they showed, I'm glad I didn't see it because I want to see
0: it in context of the show. Right. Well, Dave, you've always been like that. You wanna you want to see it when it happens for real, not in a trailer. Right. I I can understand that. If um, I'm
2: really excited about, if I like, am super pumped about something like I am with The Walking Dead. Make no mistake. Um, then I want to try and avoid as much sort of not really spoiler territory. I don't like. I'm not too concerned about story, but I just want to see it all the way it's supposed to be seen.
0: Yeah, I can I can understand that. Well, um, I've made a few notes about it here. Um, the first one is that it was— It's <laughs> a spoiler alert here. Though. Yeah, there, there could be a spoiler alert here. I mean, I don't think too—well, maybe some of this Dave might be upset about it. <laughs> we,
2: always, we always assume that there's spoilers on the show. So, I mean, I don't think anybody should be surprised when we do sort of flirt with that st- Level of danger. (laughs) That's right.
1: Okay, well, I'll tell you what, Dave. We'll go through this list, and if anything spoiled it for you, you let us know.
2: (laughs) Well, if you spoil anything, then we'll just rewind and uh, start again. Okay.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, The first thing I wrote down is just general, that it's a mix of show footage behind the scenes and interviews. So we, uh, we get a mixture of all that stuff. It was kind of funny because Robert Kirkman introduced it from under a pile of bodies. Dump truck full of bodies. Yeah. he's the, the camera pans along a bunch of bodies, and then as it gets to the end, you see Robert Kirkman sitting there with his head popping out, and he goes, Oh, hi, I'm Robert Kirkman. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of clever. I thought that was good. Um, the next thing I noticed is that we have a really great shot behind the scenes of Melissa Cowan as Bicycle Girl. Um, while they were shooting it. And when she was on last week, she talked about how her legs were wrapped in a blue sheet so that they could... Um, leggings. Blue leggings so that they could do a digital effect on her legs. And we got to see them doing that in this uh, yeah. in this uh, sizzle reel.
1: And we also got a shot of her pre-makeup, if that, if I'm correct. <clears throat> like they were doing, uh, I think, a, a run-through of some kind. She wasn't wearing makeup in one of those shots.
0: Oh, I didn't notice that. So they were rehearsing. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good, too. Um Dave, here's a spoiler for you. We see Shane and Lori kiss in this. Actual footage from the show. So they're obviously exploring that relationship. That's um, yeah. We see Rick showing Andrea, played by Lori Holden, how a gun works in what kind of looks like a women's clothing store. So this one I didn't really get. Um I do know that Rick uh teaches Andrea how to shoot a gun and she as the comic goes on becomes very good at it. Yep. But I don't remember them being together in any kind of no, they store weren't. setting like that.
2: No, all were taught- Just because of the, uh, the change in, this, in the direction of the first few episodes compared to the storyline, the, the sort of whole training sequence had to change scenery. Yep. You
1: know what I mean? Yeah, because he, he, he did the training out in the fields, right, with like cans on a fence.
0: Right. So yep. what are they doing in a store with zombies like crashing in through the door? It makes me think that maybe more of them uh once they um, once he gets to the camp maybe maybe more of the survivors go back into Atlanta to get supplies not just Glenn and Rick but maybe maybe more of them yeah. go or maybe more
1: uh you know there's some radio communication that they also show in the uh in this footage of uh, Shane on the radio saying you know unknown caller or whatever he was saying i forget the exact line but uh you know uh, Andrea might be in the city on a radio saying i'm still in the city come somebody come help me and they go and rescue her and then that's how they get out that's and
0: true. Amy. That that I mean that would make for a good a good plot line probably.
2: And that's where they discover the uh, Michael Rooker and Norman Reedus, because they have to rescue Andrea and Amy from Michael Rooker and oh the vampire guy.
1: <laughs> right. I've got his name right here. What? Uh... Vampire Bill. Vampire Bill. What is his name? His name is Norman Reedus. Hey, a phone. Great. <laughs> Somebody answer the phone. Caller, you're on the
0: air. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, remind me next time to turn the phone off. Yeah, um, Nor- Norman Reedus, or what did I just say?
1: You said that. Uh, good. Norman Reedus nice. is his name. Okay, so Daryl Dixon he plays.
0: Um, yeah, so I think that sounds like a fun storyline. They got to go rescue Andrea and Amy from these two guys. That'd be cool. But Michael Rooker okay. is in six episodes. Oh, jeez.
1: Maybe. And Daryl's only in four. Or, sorry, uh, Norman is only four, Daryl is his character, and Merle is Michael Worker's character. Based on that, uh, we can assume
0: stuff, yeah. he, he doesn't make it, I would say. Maybe.
1: Or they rescue him.
0: It's late. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Um, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, who knows? All um, will become revealed in the fullness of time.
0: Uh, we see a zombie in the sizzle reel eating a rat in a storm sewer. I thought that was look cool. That was look cool. You know what I mean. (laughs) Not as cool as
2: eating the members of Rat.
0: (laughs) Yes, that would be awesome too. Um, What else? I met a guy who played in Rat. Really? Yeah. That's exciting. Way back when. Um, Just in general, we have lots more violence and shocking gore than the other footage we've seen. Uh, I wrote down including a corpse with almost no midsection lying in the hospital. That was gross. Yep. And the family that kills themselves... Uh, and writes, God, forgive us on the wall, we see that dude with his head blown apart. And flies. And flies. So we get some of the actual gore. Another uh, shot that I remember is when Rick puts the gun up to the fence at the police station. Yes. In In the trailer, you know, he pulls the trigger and it cuts away. In this one, you see the zombie's head, you know, uh, you see the bullet go into his head and him fall backwards. You see, you see squibbage. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so we got a good uh, idea of some of the some of the gore, which I thought that was, was a exciting. a game like
2: them grandma used to play, I think. Squibbage? Squibbage. Yeah, I used squibbage to love like squibbage.
0: <laughs> um, here's a few quotes I pulled from the Talking Heads. Yeah. Gayle Ann Hurd said, When I watched the pilot, <laughs> I was struck by how powerful it was dramatically, how entertaining and how illuminating about the human spirit it was.
1: Sorry, I didn't hear that because you said talking heads, and I kept. I, I got two two thoughts in my head simultaneously, and they conflicted, and then completely erased my memory of what you said. Fine, well... As in the talking heads, and I was going to correct you saying, oh, the talking deads, oh. but that's ridiculous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry. Yes. You don't have to read it again. I'm sure the listeners got it. You can go back and listen later. Yeah. Frank Darabont said, I want the audience to feel uncertain when they tune in each week. Wow, maybe they'll surprise me this week, so... He's just talking about how they're going to have, uh, they're going to stray from the comic plot line, which we all know. Shocking. Yes, shocking. Andrew Lincoln said, it's kinetic, it's wild, it's frantic, it's full of fear.
2: Full of fear. Yep. You know, I think kinetic is one of my favorite words it's of It's a good time. word.
0: Kinetic's not bad. Yep. Um, oh, so we hear him speaking in his American accent a little bit more in this thing. Um, to me, he didn't really have a Southern accent. He just had a generic American accent. All over the map. Yeah, so he's still all over the map. We'll find out. And finally, Robert Kirkman at the end said, holy shit, did you guys see that stuff? (laughs) (laughs) So that was kind of fun.
1: Robert, we did see that stuff. Thank you. All right. One thing that occurred to me while, uh, you know, after hearing the the talking heads say these things is, uh, you know, when we first started this podcast, and even before that on previous podcasts, when I started off by saying, you know, I really want a zombie television show. And uh, basically they're saying the exact things that I wanted to hear uh, about from a, uh, a zombie television show, just everything, you know, unknown uh, what's, you don't know what's going to happen. It's a character study. It's uh humanity dealing with, you know, the apocalypse really. So I'm very excited about this because they're all saying exactly what I want to hear and what I've wanted to hear for a long time.
0: Yeah. And, and this is something I realized a while back that it just seems like, Everything is coming together so perfectly for this. I mean, we have the right network on board. we have the right director and writers on board. The Walking Dead comic is obviously the right um, source material for this, yeah. and it just feels like everything's coming together perfectly, almost yeah. too well. you know Well, yeah, what do we call that
1: episode? It was uh, a reference to the perfect storm. It was the perfect banana or something like that.: <laughs>
0: I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's everything. Sorry, Dave. I will do this very thing for you. Actually, all right, Dave has the internet over there. Yes, he does. Um, and 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 like you said, all the people involved are just sort of describing it exactly how I, you know, hope it will be. Yeah, they're
1: hitting all my happy
0: buttons. <laughs> That's good, man. Your wife is supposed to hit your happy. Not buttons. No, no
1: television happy buttons.
0: Okay, good. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to the next news item. So there's another video out there. It came out this week, created by a fan. And he has animated an opening credit sequence for The Walking Dead. Obviously, it's fan-made. It's not official. He just took still frames from the comic, colored them, added music, made it 3D, and cut it together really, really well. That sounds like the perfect lasagna. Uh, Ah, yes. yes. Good (laughs) times. The perfect lasagna. So, um, Yeah, it's amazing. What did you guys think of it?
2: It was mightily impressive. (laughs) <laughs> I was excited to watch and I think it will not match the tone of the show, but I thought it was extremely well done.
1: I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was, uh, I just visually awesome. The music was perfect. And, uh, I, I just think the whole, the whole thing was outstanding. And I think it sets my expectations for the opening credits of the actual show a little too high. Um,
2: What do you expect out of the opening credits? What do you expect to see?
1: I don't know. you thought about that?
0: No, I haven't. I was trying to think about it uh, myself, and I'm not sure either. Like, I don't know if we'll get an animated opening credit sequence. I kind of doubt it. I doubt it, yeah. Although, based on a comic book, a lot of the Marvel movies do involve sort of animated title sequences um, that take elements from the comic strips.
2: I think we're going to be getting a a Lost-style opening. Which is not bad. I think it's going to be a quick five-second intro. I mean, and that's all
0: you get. So don't wait. Don't waste time on credits and music and nope. stuff like that. No visuals, just the Walking no, Dead no pop songs. No, nothing with lyrics.
2: Just
0: a score and story. Hmm. You know, that's probably a pretty good guess. Uh, although Mad Men on AMC has a very entertaining and uh, um, interesting opening sequence breaking bad does as well yep amc doesn't seem to do shows with the lost style of opening right but also consider bear mccreary doing the music for it yeah Uh, bear mccreary though i mean they might want to feature some of that music in in the opening unless they go with an actual like popular song no oh boy can you imagine if they did that like enterprise (laughs) <laughs> I don't That's know. The reason I didn't watch Enterprises because they put that crappy song in there. The song was so bad. <laughs> yep. uh, I don't know. I mean, I'll be surprised if it's animated, Dave. I think your guess is probably pretty good, but I'm thinking maybe somewhere in between. Yeah, I think right. AMC so, likes yeah. to introduce their actors. I think uh, we're gonna
1: get. Uh, I think we're gonna get a song of some kind, some kind, and I think we're gonna get. Um, I, I don't think. Uh, an animated visual to go with it, I think. Some Something live action. You know, like True Blood has a, a series of, uh, you know, just short cut scenes that uh, kind of set a tone and not really a, uh, anything else. I, That's think, an
0: HBO show, too.
1: Yeah. Well, no, I know that. I'm just saying that that kind of show with the, mm-hmm. you know, supernatural kind of, you know, eating and dead people.
2: I think they might like to pay homage to the fact that the story comes from a comic, but I don't think they want to remind people of that because I'm, I'm afraid that might turn too many people off from actually watching the show.
0: Well, that's an interesting question. Uh, would it turn people off to know that it's from a comic book? I mean, almost everything is inspired by something else these days. Are people uh, afraid no, of comics?
2: And, you know, there, there's shows like Smallville that, you know, inspired
0: by some of the biggest comics out there. Yeah, but that show's been running for ten years or something. People aren't right. turned off by that.
2: No, no, and that's my point. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Hmm. Hmm. I'm I'm okay with being wrong. I'm married. <laughs> You're used you've been, to it. you've been trained. That's right. <laughs> I've been trained to accept that I'm wrong.
0: Well, speaking of being wrong, the next news item is AMC to premiere the full st- first full scenes from The Walking Dead at New York Comic Con. Um. And speaking of spoilers, too, I guess, we're going to get even more footage from the show at New York Comic Con in the form of full scenes. That's exciting. Exciting? So the
1: pilot episode is going to be, what, 70% new footage?
0: (laughs) Well, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) You know? I mean, we might have seen a fair bit of it. I doubt they're going to do anything beyond the pilot episode, right? Show anything, I mean.
1: well, they.
2: I'm sure it's going to be pilot episode specific.
1: I don't know. The the sizzle reel... uh... Has scenes in it that I think are pr- probably beyond the pilot. Oh, for sure. Oh, maybe. But I mean, maybe. a full
0: scene you get a much better idea of the context of it.
1: Oh, they're going to give right. if they give a full scene, it's going to be the full scene where he wakes up in the hospital.
0: Yeah, you're probably right. It, since we've seen that teaser uh, TV spot already with a fair bit of that stuff. Yeah, we know
1: well, the exact. You know, and it doesn't uh, derivate, Deviate is that a word? Uh, deviate. deviate. Thank you, David. Uh, from the comic, that that entire scene is in the comic, right? Yeah. So I think that's a pretty safe assumption that that uh, that scene will not kind of change anybody's idea of what the show is about. Uh, It kind of sets up the entire plot line. You know, you wake up and, oh, my God, it's an apocalypse.
0: I think you're probably right. Um, Other possibilities are the scene when he meets Dwayne and uh, Morgan, probably. Could be. Talking to them. Having a
1: conversation. That's a good
0: one. You know, maybe collecting weapons at the police station. Or even the opening scene where they're, uh, where he gets shot, you know? I mean, Maybe. we've seen most of that already, too, in the trailers, so... Did we see most of it, or did we see all of it? It it does kind of feel like we've seen all of it. I'm sure there are some details cut out, right? Maybe. Because it does yeah. happen... It's a trailer. It happens in, you know, eight seconds or something pretty pretty quick. I don't know if all they right.
1: can do that, uh, show that entire opening scene where he gets shot, because I think you're in... You're in... Uh, running the risk of losing your audience at that point. If the first, you know, what is it? Uh, how big, how long is the scene? Uh, well, they don't say how long the scene is, but if you get like four minutes of the, you know, the first four minutes of the television show and the people see it, they're going to go, yeah, I've seen this. I'm going to go make a sandwich. And then you forget about it and you come back and your wife has changed the channel and you go, oh, okay, uh, you know, something else is on. Let's, Let's watch, watch Glee instead.
0: Yeah, yeah, Glee is on.
1: <laughs> Fine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dave, I thought you liked Glee.
2: I, I watched the first season and then it was one of those things where, you know, maybe it was on, maybe it wasn't. So I stopped watching it. You know, and, quickly uh, my thoughts on Glee. Hair on my
1: chest grew back. Oh, <laughs> you <laughs> I, shaved your chest to watch Glee, dude? No, I did it, not shave my chest. It all
0: fell <laughs> out <laughs> while he was watching. Oh, I see. From fright. <laughs> right. Uh, I watched the pilot episode of Glee, with my wife, and I kind of enjoyed it. Like I thought it was pretty good, but I had no desire to watch anymore. I never went back to it, although she stuck with it straight through. Good yeah, for her. Yeah.
2: I can live without it. My big problem with the airing of, of uh, The Walking Dead, though, is that it's going to compete with Dexter for me. But uh, I've had to tell uh, Best Wife Ever that, uh, you know, we are going to be PVRing Dexter because we will be watching The Walking Dead. Absolutely. Especially. down. It was not even a point of contention. It was like, this is what we're doing. So I did win once.
0: <laughs> well done, David. Okay. You put your foot down about the TV. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Um, next in the news, we have a new poster released for the show. Now, this is a poster I can really get behind. I like this one a lot, much more yeah. than the Drew Strusion poster from San Diego Comic-Con. Um, that one was good, but I... It was cool. It, it was cool, and it was, it was great artwork, but It just, it didn't really show me anything about the show. It showed a bunch of zombies with one front and center looking at you. This new poster is of the Atlanta skyline with Rick on horseback approaching it on a deserted highway, or at least on one side of a highway that's deserted. The other side coming out of the city is a major traffic jam. Yep. I loved this poster. It
1: was, it's beautiful. I only had one problem with it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's a, if there's a full zombie apocalypse and people are fleeing the city, they're going to use both sides of the highway.
0: <clears throat> you think so? They're right? not going
1: to just stick on the one side of the highway. They're going to right,
0: right.
2: But I mean, the whole point of the poster is to tell a story. I know that. It's just just a little thing. It the, the, the same that's kind of this scene poster was does in. So uh, well, uh, this poster tells the story of of sort of the lone gunman riding into dangerous territory.
1: That's true. Right. The same kind of thing happened in Independence Day, where everybody was fleeing uh, Washington D.C. from the aliens that have landed, and uh, you know Jeff Goldblum and his dad from Taxi are driving towards the city, and it's traffic Jeff jam British. coming, uh, traffic jam coming out, and them driving in all by themselves. It's like no friggin' way the, some Yahoo's going to start driving on the other side of the road, and everybody's going to follow that Yahoo because they're all Yahoos too.
0: Yeah, and then there's going to be m- bigger problems because are going to be more accidents and people are going to die. A lot quicker.
1: You know, if it was a full zombie apocalypse or the aliens were destroying the, the city, I'd be the Yahoo that drives on the other side of the road first.
0: Yeah, maybe. Stay on the curb. or the. Sh- yeah, I would. The but then
1: everybody would follow me and everybody else would just get out of the way. And, you know, really, what the hell are they coming into the city for anyway?
0: Yeah, exactly. That's not where you want to be.
1: turn around. <laughs> maybe they're um, coming
0: out of a different city.
1: Oh, it's just chaos.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just chaos no matter what. But hey, the poster was amazing. Was. I really want to get my hands on a copy because I'm going to put that up in the nerd room that I'm building. I would like to commend whoever created that poster. Yeah, I, I don't know, know
2: if it was a committee of designers or if it was one in particular in-house studio designer or
0: however many people it was, did a great job. He or she did a fantastic job. Um next, Sarah Wayne Callies had her doubts about The Walking Dead. Um this comes from SFX Magazine, which is a UK science fiction magazine. Um which I'd like to get my hands on a copy of this one if we can. Mm-hmm. You're uh, Jason, you're Mr. UK magazine. Do you know if they sell that one here? I get one. I don't know. Uh, SFX, yes they do. Okay. They sell it here. So we gotta get a, our hands well, on that's that. that's a good
1: point. I'm gonna go get that tomorrow.
0: Um it's featured on the cover. I don't know which issue, probably the current one. But Sarah Wayne Callies told SFX, I thought that was absolutely uh, ludicrous. As an actor, it's exciting to try something that's such a risk. Um, She's speaking about the show itself being ludicrous. (laughs) That's ludicrous. But being fun to do. Um, She goes on to say, they're almost in different genres from week to week. Some of the episodes are very silent and quiet. Some of them are covered in zombies and some of them have almost none. It's so exciting to be a part of something like that. So
1: well, if it's in the current issue of SFX, you've got about a month, a month and a half before it gets here.
0: Oh, are they that uh, far behind?
1: Yeah, usually when I buy uh, the British Xbox 360 magazine, it's usually uh, one to two months behind.
0: Okay, well we'll see. We'll go take a look tomorrow. But for they it.
1: they don't stay in stores very long. Like if you don't get them when they right when they come right out, then uh, they disappear.
0: And they're very expensive.
1: That they are. They're about twenty bucks.
0: Wow. All right. Well, for The Walking yeah. Dead, it's worth it. Um. All right. Two more news items before we move on to listener feedback. First of all, The Walking Dead to be released in print and digital at the same time. Apparently, this is a big deal for a comic it's book. It's a big deal for me. Well, sure, because you buy them all digitally, right?
1: I was very excited last Wednesday when uh, I was all set to go You know, make my trek to the local comic book shop to get issue number 77. And uh, lo and behold, I get an email from uh, Comixology, the comics app I use on my iPad, saying that... Uh, The new issue, or not the new issue, but the most recent issue of of The Walking Dead came out on, on the iPad, and I went to go take a look at it, and not only did issue number 75 come out,
0: but 76 and 77 were both out as well. I'm like, hot diggity dog, I can get all caught up on the iPad. Image Comics publisher Eric Stevenson said, In terms of scheduling, the digital version of the series has caught up to the print version, so it makes sense to release them both simultaneously. With the debut of the AMC television series only weeks away at this point, our aim is to make The Walking Dead as widely available as possible in all formats, and I believe everyone involved will ultimately find this beneficial. As I do. Including the readers. Yeah. I think it's great. Um, If I had a really good digital comic reading device, I would probably buy it digitally. But for now, I will continue to buy the print. Print is still nicer. Well, it is print. It is print. it quite replaces the feel of having a nice fresh comic book in your hands though. no it's true it's true and then i mean you get to have it on your shelf and keep it forever and so true. on I, for me if i ever get an ipad or something that can can read comic books i'll probably buy the individual episodes digitally and then go pick up the hard covers every time they come out because i love owning the hard covers
2: yeah that's those those hard covers are bare. Do you know do you know where you can pick up that uh was it like the 48 issue the omnibus
0: compendium is that what it is well there's the walking dead compendium which is out in comic book stores now and that's yeah, yeah that's a huge issue it runs from 1 to 48 did you say or something like I that I think so i, it, think so. It,
2: I, w- I just want to see it and i want to i want to hold it and maybe rub some butter on it and I'll get rub butter on it dude <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's uh it's soft cover though dave which is oh. fine but it's still nice yeah really? butter would be bad yeah the compendium is a soft cover edition but the paper's really nice and Um, It's the same paper as the trade paperbacks, just you get it's massive and it's huge. It runs to the end of the prison storyline. That's 48. That's book four. Right. Um, I didn't Ah. pick it up because it's kind of expensive. They also released The Walking Dead Omnibus 1 and 2, and the third one is coming out this fall sometime. Um, The Omnibus, uh, the first Omnibus has been out of print for a while, and it is basically impossible to get anymore. I looked Mm -hmm. it up on Amazon the other day, and you can buy it new and used from Amazon resellers for $1,500.
1: Yikes! Uh
0: Yeah. So that's that. Omnibus number two is still around, and in fact, our local comic book shop has one, and I've been resisting buying it because, well, it's a lot, but once it's gone, it's going to be worth a lot too, probably. I'll race you. (laughs) No. Um... (laughs) One other uh, pricing note, speaking of the comic shop, I was in there the other day, and I was chatting with the guy, and he said that they recently sold um, an ish, an autog- a Robert Kirkman autographed Walking Dead number one, and he said it was 1200 bucks. Wow. So, that's a collector comic right there in high
2: demand. Yeah. When I was at uh, Fan Expo for the five minutes that I was able to actually be at Fan Expo, uh, there was... A lot of Walking Dead sort of hanging out, but the, the prices were definitely boosted.
0: Oh, probably. At that kind of expo, uh, they jack it all up. <clears throat> um, finally in the news today, Entertainment One lands The Walking Dead. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter reported that Toronto-based E1 will handle broadcast TV rights and digital DVD rights in all international markets while also selling basic TV and pay TV rights in France, Australia, and Scandinavia.
2: I just want to say that, uh, E1, I've always loved you. (laughs) I've been a big fan of yours for a very long time.
0: Yes, and any swag would Um, be fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It said that the article went on to say E1 and Fox International Channels will jointly launch their sales effort for The Walking Dead at MIPCOM. And MIPCOM is the world's entertainment content market, and it's uh, on from October 4th to 8th in Cannes, France. So, what it is, it's a big uh, trade show for digital content, and people come and bid on it. Nice. So, there you go. Cool. It's a Toronto based company, too, which is fun.
1: That's good. Do we know anybody who works there? Yeah. Yes. I don't think so. Dave, you said yes?
0: Sorry? Did yes. you say yes? <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> He answered your question appropriately. Um, all right, let's move into listener feedback for this week, shall we? Da, 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 da. Oh, no, so no, that's one. the wrong one. That was news to somebody <laughs> listener else. Listener
2: feedback.
0: <laughs> Caller, you're on the air. All right. Uh, this comes from Ethan in New York, I think. Uh, <laughs> Fantastic. Sorry, Ethan. He says, He's "Hey, making stuff up as you go." <laughs> no, well, yes, but uh, well, he wrote Ethan from L I, comma N Y. Long Island, New York. Long Island. Oh, thank uh, you, See, David. that's that's David right there. We knew we had him on for a reason. Um, he writes, hey, guys, love the show and can't wait for Halloween. I have a question for you, but it's more of a general zombie question than a Walking Dead question. Recently, I was rewatching the undead classic Night of the Living Dead, and something stuck out to me. During the cemetery scene at the beginning, the character of Barbara is attacked and chased back to her car by a zombie. She then locks herself in the car, where the zombie then proceeds to pick up a brick and tries to smash the side window. Yes. Similarly, in Land of the Dead, a zombie picks up a gun at one point and starts shooting at the survivors. My question is this. Is this behavior exhibited here too intelligent for a supposedly mindless zombie? Again, love the show. You guys are definitely the best and most well-spoken. Hee-hee. Walking Dead podcast on these, their interwebs. Keep up the good work. So, gentlemen, uh, is any sort of intelligence shown by the supposedly mindless zombies too much?
2: Uh, No, because I think in Romero's Dawn of the Dead, what they did was uh, they, they were talking about them all going to the mall and the fact that it's not that they actually remember, but there's something way back that's programmed in the back of their head that says this is what they do so if a zombie wants to get in somewhere uh, i don't think they really explored it anywhere else but uh those uh the movies that he mentioned land of the dead and, and night of the living dead uh and of course what i just mentioned dawn of the dead but there is residual memory in the zombies
0: is uh what I recall. So residual memories, as in they know that glass breaks when you hit it with a brick, so they can figure that out.
1: Well, okay. So I, I have to draw the line between the two. Like, using the brick, I can see, and that same zombie chases her around the car, if I remember correctly. He, d- he
2: does uh, sort of, not exactly run,
1: but he definitely does more than shuffle. Shambles quickly. Uh, but he, he goes around the car, which uh, exhibits reason. He's actually reasoning that I can get at her by going around the car. So the brick is the same kind of thing. She's in the car, I pick up the brick, I smash the brick. I'm a little right. more hesitant about uh, saying that the gun is, uh, that, you know, they're capable of wielding weapons that complex. I think what
2: they were trying to do with that, though, was that they were trying to sort of to accelerate the danger. Like, oh, now they're learning. They're learning how to use tools.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean... Uh... The brick is more of a blunt instrument than a gun, right? The gun is a precise tool for killing <laughs> and requires more knowledge to use Yeah. or at least more information maybe to use. Uh, I think I'm with you, though. The brick kind of okay, gun not so much. But I also think the bottom line is there are so many different types of zombies uh, portrayed in movies. We've get, we got fast, slow, we've got... Mindless. We've got semi-intelligent. Well, and Shaun of
1: the Dead, uh, what's-his-name, was playing uh, the PlayStation at the end.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Ed was playing the PlayStation at the end, so that shows a great deal of intelligence. And that's
1: something he did in life, too. That's that residual memory thing.
0: And coordination. But you're right. That's a residual memory, I guess. He can probably only play games that he had played when he was alive. You put a new game in front of him, he's like, what's this? (laughs) That's true. So... And then finally, I was reminded of the zombies in Dead Snow, which were actually quite intelligent and had a goal, that which is did. different.
1: They also had a, a a super zombie commanding them.
0: They did have a super zombie commanding them. All right. Let's read. We lost Dave, but hopefully he comes back. Let's read the next uh, email we got. This comes from Joe in Regina, Saskatchewan. Joe says, just learned about your podcast and started listening. Great show so far. I'm amazed at how many podcasts you have produced about a show that hasn't even aired yet. I just wanted to mention that in episode 19, you were wondering whether there were any shows slash movies that were taken from the zombie perspective. I'm sure there are more than a few, but one that I remember was an episode of the show Fear Itself, where a woman wakes up on New Year's Day to find the city in some kind of emergency, and uh, her struggle to remember what happened the night before and survive the zombie-like people she runs into. It's been a while since I've seen the show, but as I recall, we eventually finally find out that she is a zombie and that the people she saw as normal were actually zombies, while the people she viewed as zombies were actually normal. So that's Uh, kind of an interesting take. Sorry, what was the name of the show? Fear Itself, a show I'm not familiar with. I'm not familiar with that. I I am familiar with uh, the Twilight Zone when
1: they did it, and uh, there was another show that did that
0: there's there's also been some some uh, different takes there's a Nicole on...
1: Kidman movie that did that too
0: uh no that they were ghosts yeah but the, the same au- kind of thing whereas... the uh, hours yeah yeah they're dead all the time no along. it
1: wasn't the hours it was something else the hours was where she played the lady with the nose and won an oscar because she had a prosthetic nose virginia wolf
0: <laughs> okay you're right um so i was going to say there's some there are movies that have a slightly different take on the zombie zo- zombie, zomb- zombie genre zombie <laughs> genre. Um something like Fido, which isn't really from the zombie perspective, but it is a little bit because you um you kind of the zombie's not a threat in that and you kind of see him uh falling in love with the main living character. He works for them as a as like a pet kind of or a servant. And ultimately, him and the his master come together. So the
1: dead are people too?
0: Kind of, but they're controlled with a collar, so they won't attack you and they can work for you.
1: That's probably a good idea.
0: Um, there's another one. It was a French movie, and I'm forgetting the title right now, unfortunately. I think it was called They Came Back in English, where the dead rise from the grave, and they're not... Like, they're undead, but they're not really zombies. They just come back, and they want to just reintegrate into society and they want their old lives back. So like, you know, the story follows a guy who comes back from the dead and he just wants to get back with his wife and uh, they move back in together and everything's okay. And the themes they explore are that this guy who's come back, there's something a little different about him. He's a little bit off, right? He's not the same as he was before. Um, and it's sort of from the zombie perspective, if you can call that a zombie.
1: And Flatliners kind of has the same kind of thing, aren't they? Well, they, they were dead, but then they came back, and they brought something with them.
0: Yeah, but they came back to life. The yeah. whole point of Flatliners was they go to the other side. They they stop their heart uh, medically, and then they resuscitate them.
1: I don't know. They are zombies, I think.
0: No, they came back, and they were living again. It's just that they had the experience of being dead for however many minutes. Right. Um. finally Joe says this got me thinking from a zombie's perspective they probably aren't aware of their situation and to them everything they're doing is perfectly normal they probably think they're eating a well cooked cheeseburger when they start ripping out someone's <laughs> intestines mm, cheeseburger yep that's if they think at all maybe they're thinking of cheeseburgers Um, Joe finishes with don't worry I'm not going to butter you up by saying you're well spoken <laughs> but keep up the good work well um, thanks Thank you, Joe. It's great of you to call in.
1: What was the name of that movie uh, where they strapped a camera to the zombies and called it a Shamble cam? Oh, yeah. Um, that's kind of the perspective from the zombie.
0: Well, that's the direct perspective. That's looking out their eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was the name uh, of that? I can picture
1: the, 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 uh, the movie poster.
0: I don't know. I can't, uh, I can't remember. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, we have a couple of calls this week. Here's the first one, gentlemen. Evil Prodigy here. Uh, I just would like to say that this week's show was great. Um, Love the interview with Scott. Um, you guys interviewed very well. I'd like to see a little more of that, definitely. Um, if you can get some guys in there. Um, other than that, just want
1: to say we're still listening out here. We're getting closer to October. Um, it's going to be exciting. Can't wait to uh, see what direction your guys' cast goes um, once the show starts. At any rate, keep up the good work, and um, we are definitely listening out here in Northern California. Thanks, guys.
0: Make it a good day. Thank you, Evil Prodigy, for calling in. Uh, we love doing interviews, right? Uh,
1: yeah, and you know? I think he might, must have been happy because uh, if that was, he sent us that call after Scott Johnson was on but before Melissa Cowan was on because we didn't do calls last
0: week. I believe, yeah, that's true. So right.
1: he, he uh, we're happy to accommodate with, uh, with yet
0: another interview for you. Yeah, and we hope to do more. That will be fun. Many we more. Hope, we also want to do this.
1: Hey, Vato, man, check your mail. Check
0: your mail. All right, I won't do that again. Um, we also got this call this week. Jason, I'd just like to say uh, you should thank your mom for calling in. Yeah. It was nice to hear from her. I it's nice spoken. nice to get
1: support from family.
0: Yeah, I haven't spoken to her in a while, and it's, it's, uh, it's nice that she listens to the show and, and chose to call in. Yeah. Um, okay, that's it for calls. If you want to call us, uh, you can do so at our phone number, which is 206-202-1568. I'll repeat that at the end of the show because uh, that would make sense. Um, before we wrap things up, Do we have any iTunes five-star reviews this week? We do not
1: in the U.S. or Canadian stores. So if you're leaving reviews in stores other than those two, please let us know what stores they're in because then I'll start checking them.
0: Absolutely. We love getting iTunes reviews. Um, It's the best way for Apple to take notice and maybe feature us because that would be super cool. That'd be super cool. You think they would amalgamate reviews,
1: you know? Instead of like they they broadcast the broadcast, but they post the the podcast across different stores. Why don't they have reviews uh, across different stores? Why do they have to be specific?
0: You're absolutely right. Is I it, think they it, should do that.
1: Is it a language issue? Maybe.
0: Well, it could be. Yeah, there are a lot of international language stores, but
1: well, I mean, if we got a you know a, a five star review from the Czech Republic. We could read that on the air. We just have to get your wife to come in and read it for us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And even if I I wouldn't care what language it's in. If it's a five-star review, it's a five-star review, and that makes me happy.
1: Yeah, and we'll get it translated and uh, read it on the air, or we'll just try and butcher the language that it's written in by (laughs) reading it out loud.
0: I don't know if that's a good idea.
1: (laughs) Offensive, too.
0: (laughs) Possibly, yes. Um, And we don't really know what we're saying. (laughs) That's usually true, though. Potentially dangerous. Um All right. Well, since there's no reviews in the iTunes store, I think we are done for today. Thanks, everybody, for listening. It's been great to be doing this. Uh, We'll be back next week. In the meantime, uh, if you want to contact us, please do so at talkingdeadpodcast at gmail.com. That's where you can send your email comments or questions. You can also visit our website at talkingdeadpodcast.com and post comments. Or, as I said, you can call us at 206-202-1568. That's probably the best way to get feedback.
1: Dude, you know what we forgot to do? What? We forgot to announce the winner.
0: Oh, my gosh. The winner of the contest. We forgot to do that. All right. I wrote it down here somewhere. Um, glad, Good thing you're here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, last week we announced a contest to win a copy of Dead Rising 2 for the Xbox 360. Um, we had lots of entries. We... Uh, are very happy with how things turned out, and we do have a winner right now. So, what should I do? Just say his name? Yeah. All right. The winner of Dead Rising 2 for the 360 is Twitter user Torrencake. T A U um, R E N C A K E. Mr. Cake. No. <laughs> Torrencake. <laughs> congratulations on uh, winning Dead Rising 2. We will be contacting you via Twitter soon. And uh, we'll uh, we'll get in touch to get you your copy of the game. Yep, that's exciting. Good thing. Very good thing. Very we exciting. didn't forget to do that.
1: Yeah. Well, we <laughs> said we were going to announce it on the show. Would be uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't do that. We
0: would be remiss. That would be that would be crazy. Um, so thanks
1: everybody for uh, for following us on Twitter for tweeting that message to all your followers. That was uh, fantastic.
0: Yeah. Uh, thanks everybody for just participating and, and and doing that. We hope to have more giveaways in the future. Um yeah we
1: have some ideas for some new giveaways in the uh, the near to moderate
0: near to middle future. Well, we'll see. We'll see. You never know what might happen. Well, we but have we, ideas. We do have some ideas, you're right. Um and they'll all probably be run this way on Twitter. Follow us, tweet a message and there you go. Yeah. Um all right. Did we forget anything else? I don't think
1: so. Okay. Maybe maybe just the the Twitter account name. Sure.
0: Uh let's continue the sign-off now. You can contact us in all those other ways that I mentioned, or follow us on Twitter uh by hitting twitter.com slash talking dead. You can also go to Facebook.com slash the talking dead.
1: Uh you can follow Dave at twit- Slitter. Twitter. <laughs> you can follow Dave at
0: twitter.com slash renerd. All right. This has taken far too long, and we've rambled on for too long, so let's end it now. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week with The Talking Dead number 25. Correct. Goodbye. Until then, goodbye.
1: (laughs) Slitter. Slitter. (laughs) Slitter. Slitter.com slash (laughs) titnerd. (laughs) All right.